Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Epicast. I'm jumping in here to tell you that this show has joined the Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support some cool fiction podcast creators like Tal Manier, Bloody FM, Ransom Productions, and me. Apollo Plus shows are ad-free and I've got some pretty cool bonus content. And if that sounds cool, you can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS, or by going to apollopodcast.com. Again, that's apollopodcast.com or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support. You're listening to a Gravestone Production Podcast. Welcome to the Epicast. My name is Scott Graves, and our goal on this podcast is to tell you exciting and epic tales in the style of Homeric Odysseys. To do this, we will be using a heavily modified version of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition rule set. So, if you are well-versed in the rules of 5th edition, do not worry about it. As of the recording of this intro, I am working on a way to share out the homebrew rules we are using at the table for those who are curious. Stay tuned to our social media, at Gravestone Crew, for updates on that, or on Instagram and Twitter there. On the other side of the spectrum, if you are like my father and have never played D&D in your life and yet listen to this show, firstly, I thank you for listening and I hope we can keep you entertained. And secondly, the basics of this game are simple. Similar to our other podcast, The Shadow Over California, I serve as the narrator for the story. My other hosts are the players, and each player has created a character for our epic. These characters have a sheet of math that represents their various traits and abilities. Whenever these characters attempt something that has a chance of failure or success, Mm -hmm. they roll a 20-sided die and consult their character sheet for any bonuses or penalties they apply to the dice. Should they beat the target number or difficulty class of the action they are attempting, they succeed. If they roll lower than the difficulty class, then they fail. These are the basics, but fear not, some of our players are new to the game as well, and we do our best to explain the rules as we go. Speaking of our players, let me introduce them. Yeah. Let me tell you about the character, and let me introduce them, and let them tell you about the characters they're playing. Uh, we will start with a wonderful Nick Meyer. <gasps> That's me. That is you. So I, uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about ourselves? Your character. My character, okay. Yeah. yeah. We All don't right. want to know about you. Yeah, that's well, fair. We don't care. Yeah. We'll learn enough about you as the show goes on. Yeah, you guys <laughs> learn too much about me as the show goes on, honestly. That's fair. Yeah, right. So my character, uh, we're starting off strong as we are entering this very, very homebrew with another homebrew from a famous guy. Uh, and if you guys are familiar with D&D world, uh, Matt Colville, the Illrigger. Uh, so I'm playing an Illrigger. Uh, basically, if you don't know, it's a night of hell. Um, as we are in a mythic world, there is a mm-hmm. sort of Hades equivalent. And so... I am actually the son of uh, sort of the the Hades, the, the Ward of the Underworld, uh, Nishval. Um, his name is Zeret. Yeah, Nishval is the name of like, um, yeah, Hades, and his name is Zeret. Gosh, I'm I thought you did your research. What? I said I thought you did research. I, I did. <laughs> did my research into this. Please continue. Big world. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a son of Hades, and uh, I got a I'm a, I got a big sword. Sweet. <laughs> my name is Vesuvius also. That is my oh, that's sick. <laughs> like uh, the what? mountain? That's actually really Vesuvius? freaking dope. I like it, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm also joined by the magnificent Justice Milhawk. That's me. Um, I'll be playing the character Aramnos. I'm going to be a hunter ranger. Um, I follow the goddess of Zyana, who is comparable um, to Artemis. Yeah, I, yeah. I lost the name. Com- who's comparable to Artemis, um, who's been protecting his grove for quite some time. We're joined by the marvelous Jessica Simons. That's me. Okay. 
Um, I am playing a Gorgon life cleric of Ilfina, who is more or less the equivalent of Demeter um, in Yield and Greek pantheon. Um, and my name is Kaisea. I run an orphanage and I have a whole, whole lot of children around me all the time. And what it, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the word Gorgon, that ah. is uh, like a Medusa person. So she has snakes for hair. Yes, I do. They're That's really metal. pretty for any of you interested. It is a, um, it's a calm. <laughs> She's got a whole drawing. She spent a long time deciding which snakes how many, they would be. How many weeks and hours did you spend picking your snake? <laughs> well, I had about 10 tabs up on my laptop with different pictures of snakes. <laughs> and I was researching the snakes and like where they come from and like how pretty they are. And I ranked them based on how pretty the snake was <laughs> <laughs> and how venomous the snake was. I, I also looked at, you know, venom, prettiness of the snake prettiness of the scales honestly i just wanted a really aesthetically pleasing snake God, and I there's a surprisingly <laughs> large amount oh, of yeah. aesthetically pleasing snakes it was a really hard decision but they are yellow blotched palm pit vipers which are indigenous to i believe south america i've seen a lot of snakes so don't quote me on that all right last but not least we are joined by the ever lovely sarah heaton hello um i am playing uh Ina, and i am a sorcerer um i am also demigod of zan Diana. Diana. Mm-hmm. I always say that wrong. Um, I am not with anybody. I am by myself out in the lonesome of the woods, living my best life. Hey, buddies. Yeah. I mean, we're not buddies. But, but, but like, we're woods. like, yeah, we're in the woods. I'm just by myself. <laughs> living my life. Social club. Social club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying to figure things out. Hell yeah. Uh, I will point out different woods. Yes. Ah. <laughs> we're, so. yeah. Um, you're in the woods to the west of our starting city of Theoma. Uh, Sarah is in the Apennian woods, which are to the east of it. Do you want to sort of introduce like how familiar you are with the game and sort of? We can go back around the table and say how many years we've been playing. Most of this table's been playing like D and D for years, but we are joined by Sarah, yeah. who is a newcomer to D and D. So less than six months. <laughs> yeah. Whereas everybody else at the table has been playing yes. for so those five years plus. You have a seat at the table as well. There we go. Welcome. You can live vicariously through Sarah. And those of you who are familiar with D&D, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the rest of us spectrum. are pretty familiar with the rules. I'm coming close on, I think, a decade. It's getting there. Oh my there. gosh, Something dude. Like that's a lot. It's getting there. We're um, getting old. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I've been and I've been a, a DM from the start. I was the guy, uh, yeah. my friend group in high school, who got the D and D starter set, and then because I owned the set and none of my friends played, I then was the DM by default. So and now you're a forever DM. Now here we are. Yeah. And now I'm making my own rules for the game. Those of which the biggest thing being the special fate mechanics that I've set up here. The party begins with a fate pool. The fate pool contains a number of fate tokens equal to the number of players. So there are four. As play proceeds, players may spend fate tokens from the pool to appeal to deities known as the manifestations to become involved. Um, these abilities are powerful, but when they spend these fate tokens, it goes from their pool to my pool as the GM. I may also spend fate tokens from my pool to return them to the party's pool. I have the same list of abilities, but some of them are a little different just because I, the nature of my creatures don't necessarily need to use the same abilities as uh, the players. Uh, I'll do a quick rundown of some of these abilities. The first one being, uh, or the most common two most likely, being load the dice of luck and double check destiny. Uh, loading the dice of luck allows you to turn in a fate token to get advantage or disadvantage to a roll. Any roll you want, my roll, your roll, someone else's roll, 
uh, you can and you choose advantage or disadvantage. Double check destiny is after a roll has been made, you can spend a fate token to re-roll the entire thing. Again, doesn't matter whose roll it is, mine, yours. The only, the only caveat being you cannot double check destiny on rolls that you have loaded the dice of luck. Mm. Right. So if you already have advantage or disadvantage, you can't then play double check destiny. And with double check destiny, you have to use the new roll. It's not advantage or disadvantage post mortem. It's double check destiny works on damage. Yes. Correct. Um. So does load the dice of luck. Oh. They work for any die rolls. How interesting. Um. One of the other options is bribe death. If you suffer massive damage of a degree that would cause immediate death or any other sort of effect like that, you can spend two fate tokens to be reduced to zero hit points, but you do not stabilize. Death is not that patient. Um, you can also spend a fate token via appease life to recharge a feature that you can use on short rest or long rest rechargeables. This does not work for spell slots, but it does work for things like channel divinity for our cleric and that sort of stuff. Um, you can spend two fake tokens to seek what is known to learn a weakness, resistance, or special ability of a creature. You can also invoke the old laws, where you spend three fake tokens to overturn a single ruling of mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these tokens are limited to uh, what I would call on-the-fly rulings, which is I will usually prefix with, I'm going to say this, all right? And and those you can you can invoke the old laws and... and Tell me how it works. <laughs> um, but awesome. you cannot change functions of rulings which are found in the player's handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, or the homebrew rules document that I have shared with you all previously. Beautiful. And then the last thing is believe in dreams. Mm. Uh, you may spend a fate token to attempt the near impossible. I have final say on the impossible and the attempt. But you can spend it. It could be casting a spell at one spell level higher than you currently have. Could be making an attack that bypasses damage resistance of a creature. Regardless, this allows you to spend a token to attempt it. It will be very high DC, regardless. <laughs> but it will allow you to attempt something that you could not normally do. A caveat for this. While you can load the dice of luck or double check destiny on, on these rolls, you cannot uh, invoke the old laws on a believe in dreams check. That makes sense. Those are our special... Uh, special fate mechanics. So I will hand you four the fate tokens. Can we each give out one, guys? These are really cool. Scott has made them in a in a three D printer, and each one of the tokens is a different letter of fate. Painted them gold. That's really pretty. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, we were grabbing one, passing it down. But I got the A. I have a T. Got the F. Can I, I'll take that F. Uh, so yeah, so that is that is our our fate system. That is our special rules mechanics that hopefully will give us a little bit more of that epic Odyssey feel. Now, shall we begin our story? Yes, yeah. let's. All right. So our story begins in the world of Kinos, which is a flat earth and a land where you can look up in the night sky and you can see heaven itself, the realm of Asteria. And if you swim down through the deepest depths of the oceans, you will find yourself at the gates of Nishval, also known as Hell. The sun is setting as you approach the city of Thirima, nestled between the crooks and crannies of the Thracian Valley, However, the golden rays of the sun illuminate not the green hills and fertile fields you saw last time you visited some years back, but instead it illuminates a land that is brown and black. The fields are twisted and the faint smell of rotten fruit floats on the air as you make your way into the city. 
Wandering through the streets, you catch stares from the inhabitants. Many of them look tired, and many look to be on the verge of unhealthily skinny. Glancing in your direction as you go by, a faint look of hope in their eyes. Uh, we're going to start with you, Nick. Um, so what does Vesuvius look like? So Vesuvius has got um, this ashen gray kind of smoky hair. Um, I, I don't... That's kind of one of his only other def main defining features. Honestly, I want the rest of the story to be up to imagination. Um, but he is like, you know, a dude that um, another thing is like he has trained under one of the lords of hell for basically his entire life to learn how to be a what is called like a painkiller overger. So he has got lots of scars. Um, he's got a badass sword and um, armor, and he's like wearing stuff that like looks like he. Like he's wearing armor and bearing signets of things as. <laughs> Sarah. Oh my Take god! Take the e off your head. Sarah. That whole thing over again. <laughs> this is how I won't forget to use it. Sarah, put it down. I didn't even see that. I was so confused. That's, That's what I was laughing about. I did not laugh about earlier. I was so very confused the entire time. Oh, I was covering my mouth. Sin, it's because Sarah put one of her fake tokens right in her forehead somehow. I don't know if she did it. So sorry. She's got a sticky forehead, I guess. Okay, so. From the top. Vesuvius yeah. has ashen gray, sort of smoky hair. And that's really kind of one of the only things I want to... Tokens. All right, we're just keeping all this all in at this point. Yeah, this is how this is how we remember to use them. Okay, the put, moment okay, it falls gonna, off, I'm, you have to play it. I'm so sorry. That's good. I'm, I'm so sorry. Nick, please, please give us your information. Guys, yes. Fate tokens stick so well to our foreheads. I know. You're like, oh no, no, this, no, this is, is great. This is how we exist. <laughs> all right. So sorry. So, he's got lots of scars from his trainings under uh, Utsavisu, which is uh, one of the Utsavis. Utavisnu. Utavisnu, who's one of the lords of hell. He's in charge of the sort of part of hell that's dealing with like, it's sort of like the Tartarus equivalent where it's like all the really bad guys, mm. like all the people who are getting punished for all eternity. So he's trained under that it is a region known as Timoria. Yeah. Ooh. So he's been, uh, so he's, he's got the scars. He's got the, he's got the look in his eyes. Um, but that's kind of really all I want to want to describe him as. Right. Besides wearing. Um, stuff. <laughs> uh, you approach the large house built into the side of the valley. The manor grounds are wide with several columns and dying trees lining the yard. Uh, as you enter, an old man who appears rather athletic for their age, dressed in rather plain clothing, spies you from where he and a young man with floppy black hair are practicing the discus. Uh, he greets you with a large smile, and this is addressed as the King of Thirima, uh, who you are calling upon in your travels. Uh, and he greets you with a booming voice. He goes, Oh, friend, I don't believe I've made your acquaintance. And he walks over, he's extended out a large hand. Uh, I pause for a moment and then uh, I grab his hand and greet with a big smile and I uh, shake it back. Like, uh, hello, nice to meet you. You have made your way into the, the home of myself, I guess. I, I'm Adrestus, I'm the king of Therma. Ah, pleased to meet you. Oh, and your name is uh, Vesuvius. Vesuvius. Pleasure to meet you. What what brings you on your travels? Well, uh, I assume you know where I'm from. Uh, no. No, really? <laughs> I thought this might... Okay, well, I am from 
Nishval, as oh. you can tell by the swag, the Nishval Casu- attire. Casually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know who I am? I, I mean, I'm dressed in Nishval. I don't like, think Nishval necessarily has like, an, like a, a specific look. Not exactly highly populated. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, I don't know. I feel like Nishval tends to stay to Nishval. This is also one of Asufi's first trips down Overworld. <laughs> he doesn't know much about culture. Uh, yeah, he's socially awkward. So uh, it's not socially awkward. He's got great charisma. He just doesn't know <laughs> how things work up here. Hey, high charisma socially does inept. not mean suave. Uh, no, neither of those things. I think he's, <laughs> he's neither of those things. Um, so Vesuvius goes. I'm. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Vesuvius from. Nishval, ah. son of Zeri. Oh, I am a pleasure here to, to make your acquaintance. Oh, I thank hope, you. I hope we're not in trouble. N- uh, well, unless you're the escaped soul I'm looking for. No, 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 no. You're all good. I, fortunately, I'm not yet passed into Nishval. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, uh, let me I... introduce you to my companion here. Uh, this is Telephos. Uh, and Telephos, the little floppy-haired guy, goes, "Hello, mm. hello." Um, and he kind of. Takes a drink of uh, looks like some wine. He's got, um, he's got he's got he's got wine in one hand. He's got a discus in another. Look, I living the life. And he goes, dude, would you like to come throw some discus and stuff? And we well, dinner will be ready in a little bit. And if you care to join us and take it easy, and that evening is approaching. Is very very tempting. Come on, ah, yeah, toss the discus. Yeah, okay, I will. <laughs> I, I got it. I got. It. I'll fight this guy. Why All not? Right. Um, so you're, you're gonna fight this what? guy. I'll I'll find the guy. Okay. I'll find yeah. the guy I'm looking for. <laughs> I'll then find fight him. And then fight him. And then bring him back kicking and screaming to Nishval. If that's what it takes. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, so this is how it's going to work uh, for throwing the discus. You're going to oh, roll sweet. a strength check. Hell yeah. First check of the game. Let's go. And you're going to multiply your strength check Whoa. by your strength score to determine Whoa. how far you throw it. Oh. Ooh. I got an exponential. Well, Thank actually, guys. That. This this will be a funny thing to learn about him. Okay, eight. So Oof. here's something funny about uh, <laughs> Vesuvius. His strength store is actually not that great. Mm. Um, which I'll explain how why he is a knight later. Uh, so eight times my strength score, which is twelve, uh, is eighty plus sixteen, so ninety six. Ninety six feet. That's kind of a lot. That's really far. That's a you really good throw. We're also mythic, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 96 feet for discus is about, like, rookie high school level. Oh. Whoa. Well, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All right. Here I was all impressed. That's yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Scott, for rookie. bursting that bubble. Bye. That's um, informative. The first track. You, the good news follows. is you beat Telephos. Hey, um, who, he completely biffed it on his uh, <laughs> on his release and bounces it off of one of the, the uh, pillars that marks out, like, the circle that you throw it in. Um, and it goes ding and falls in and hits maybe 27 feet out. Um, 27. Yeah, he's just complete whiffed. Got a natural two. Hey, maybe you um, should uh, uh, put the wine down next time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, so, he just shrugs. He's like, ah, mm, takes a drink. Um, <laughs> I think he was holding the discus in his offhand. He's just, he's just, he's just having a right good time. <laughs> you know, he might be. Uh, and, and addresses beats you by literally like seven feet. He goes, he goes, oh, ooh, not a bad toss for an old man there. For those of wow. you who can't see, Scott is stretching his shoulder. <laughs> yes, sorry, he stretches his shoulder a little bit. Not a bad toss for an old man there. 
Yeah, well, maybe you could give me some pointers sometime. Best of three? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll again. Um, Thomas is like, I'm just going to set this one out. <laughs> no, it's a seven. It was worse. Uh, ooh, yeah, you got a... You got a you have, how far? Well, 84. 84? 6 minus 12. Uh, let's see. 15 times 12. Ah! Right, we got it. You I understand. It. I understand. I did bad. Emergency best of five. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he had a good toss. That was about 180. Oh my god! Wow! Shit. He doubled uh, your first throw almost. <laughs> he goes, All right, one more throw. Emergency best of five. Yes, let's go. Emergency best of five. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> I got ten. I am doing such a middling result. You should use a different die. Jessica is very dice superstitious. For those who he threw his 144 mm. feet. Fuck off! Yeah, he's crushing you. <laughs> All right. I, well, I know what I'm defeated. Uh, that's all right. You're going to have to give me one more shot. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> Not one. You know what? This, this isn't my game. You're going to have to give me some pointers, Matt. I, uh, I, I, so I'm new to this sort of... So this is honestly one of my first times coming up here. It's <laughs> one of my few first You don't assignments. have discus done in this fall. Uh, we don't spend much time in revelry or... Recreation? Get recreation. Yes, it's more like... Um, That's see, fast. Those Coracles has no influence down there. Oh, no. I I barely know who that is, honestly. Uh, uh, Coracles... Uh, actually, I'll have you roll uh, religion to see if you know anything about it. I don't think I was... I probably know some basic stuff. Uh, and my roll... Well, <laughs> if I didn't have a negative two, it would be a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an 11 you know what uh, I'll give it to you that you know that Coracles yeah. is uh, the god he's the god oh. <laughs> he's the one he's the guy hold on he's the, the god of wine drunkenness revelry prosperity and community yeah he's not big in Nishval I you bet not that somehow checks out yep uh, approaching as Vesuvius just completely whiffs this last discus toss. Uh, Jessica, mm. how would you describe Kaseya? Yeah, Kaseya is um, relatively tall. And um, as a lot of people you're seeing in the city right now, she is a little too skinny. Um, you know, lots of bones sticking out, but she's got a very pale green skin with uh, the snake hair lightly um, tied with a little ribbon to keep them from fluttering around her face and how, getting how in her How are peripheral. the snakes looking, though? Are they looking thin? The snakes are looking a little bit skinny, <gasps> and the their snakes. scales are a bit dull. You could you can tell because oh, no. um, they have these nice patterns of like darker green scales and almost teal, whereas you know she's a normal shade of not a normal shade of green, but you know like a paler shade. Um, Your normal green skinned lady, yeah, yeah. And she's got uh, yeah, yeah. snake pupils as well. Like very mm. pale, almost like blue green eyes with snake pupils, and uh, she is currently in her uh, best clothing, which isn't very good. So she is like kind of um, just like your regular dark blue kind of tunic with half plate that's clearly slightly too big on, um, so it clanks a lot. Aww. And she's happily clanking up. You can see uh, mace on one side, and she is. Looking at the sky and smiling, yeah. generally having a good time. Um, as you as you approach the entrance of uh, the the manor grounds, um, Adrestus spots you and goes, "Ah, Kaseya, 
What brings such a lovely visit to my home? You are always welcome here. It's good to see you too. I, uh, well, you know, I guess I'll get straight to the point. Um, I was, I wanted to, I wanted to plant an orchard in the woods. Um, but you know, I know the woods are yours. So like. I, near your orphanage? Yeah. They, uh, the, the gardens aren't growing this year. You know what? I think that's a lovely idea. Dinner's going to be ready in a little bit. We can discuss the details more then. Great. I hope you're hungry. I'm always hungry. Wonderful. Agaria's got it great. Meager for our times, of course, but something to satisfy you, I hope. Uh, in the meantime, we got about 10, 15 minutes or so. You want to throw the discus with us? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I, I mean, everything's, everything's out of the way this time, right? I, I, I'm sorry about the window last time. I don't even worry about it. I, don't worry, I moved the discus pit. Oh, okay. Um, it's oh, good to see you. I have totally forgotten. Let me introduce to you to my uh, new friend, Vesuvius, over here. And this is an old friend of mine named Telephos. Hello. Hello. And all of the snakes wave at you. That's nice. Um, and Telephos kind of looks up and goes, I'm not throwing. <laughs> Takes another <laughs> drink. <laughs> all right. I got it this time. I got this. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Okay, so that's. Uh, no one's good at this. Discus. Multiply by three. By your, by your strength, strength score. score. My strength score. I hope your score is not three. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so uh, the seven times the 70 feet. Okay. Is it a flat 10 strength? I have a flat 10 strength. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That one did great this time. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, Adrestus launches his 204 feet and goes, you Holy know, that's shit. not bad. It's my not dear bad. Lord, Much man. better. And last time, this no dude. windows. Mm -hmm. Care to go again? This dude's yeah, gonna end up being the final absolutely. boss of this whole campaign. You know, I'm taking it easy on. <laughs> Please don't. I'm attached already. And he's just gonna throw discuses at our faces and kick our asses. Whoa! What was that look, Jessica? It's me trying to multiply. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you were just discovering that, like, at, at a zero, organs were real or something. I don't know. Like at, were... at a zero, 110 feet. <laughs> okay, you you actually almost got this. I mean, he threw his 132 feet. <laughs> Um, I told you I was taking it easy on you. Wow, one more for the win? All in, double or nothing? Not that we're betting anything. You bring out the good mead? I might. You guys have mead up here? Of course I have mead. I've only heard of it. It's really good. <sighs> you get a nat 20. Yes. Well, I only threw it like 40 feet that time. Dude, he chucks it. He launches his 240 <laughs> feet. Oh it goes just out the edge of the, the uh, discus field he's got set up Holy in his house. And he's shit. like, I have never felt so alive. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You, seriously, you and me, we, t teach me sometimes. I, I got to learn this stuff. This is, this is very entertaining. <laughs> you, you can stretch a little bit. He's like, I'm going to have to go sign up for the Olympics. <laughs> are, your, are your arms okay? I, I, can, I can take care of that. Oh, yeah. No, they feel great. Okay. I'm just, I just keeping them loose. I didn't want you to throw something again. Scott is still nah, stretching nah. his shoulder. Okay. That's good. That's good. Are the girls in? Uh, yes. Okay. Niobe is here. She is, uh, I believe, helping Agaria with the food. Ah, well, I'll, I can go say hi to them, too. Oh, yeah. They haven't oh. visited for a while. It's oh, been yeah. a while. Good. Bustle off. As Kaisea uh, wanders off, uh, Justice, your character, approaches the gates of, the, uh, of King Adrestus's house. What does he look like? Um, Aramnos looks um, exceedingly average, um, just over five feet in height, rather uh, skinny, but not like gaunt, mm -hmm. um, with, with uh, tight 
brown curls that come just below his chin, um, and a few uh, very well scar very well healed scars um, on his particularly sh shoulders and face. Uh, he carries two what look like very weathered um, swords and a bow mm -hmm. over his back with a quiver at his hip. Ah, yeah. As you as you approach, addresses again, ever vigilant of his gate, spots you, um, and he goes, "Ah, another newcomer." I am King Adressus, King of Theramo. Welcome to the a marvelous city. And what might your name be? I am Aramnos, protector of the forest of Zayana. I may have heard of you. That name sounds familiar. I wouldn't be surprised if you had. Well, what have you done? Sorry. <laughs> what have what you have done? Why, why might I have heard of you? I, I, the name is on the tip of my tongue, and I don't know why. Well, I, I did recently drive a monster out of my forest. That's why. That's uh, why I came that here. That might be why. Oh, I hope it's in good news. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Ah. It, well, it came in this direction. I'm here to finish it off. Ah. Well, we can discuss more of the details later. Beautifully. Uh, in the meantime, dinner will be ready in about five to ten minutes or so. And uh, you want to throw some discus while we wait? I would love to. All right. <laughs> Stay loose for this. Come on. <laughs> Three more good throws. I would like to load the dice of luck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Don't do this. No. You can roll with advantage. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, Josh. He's just going to turn around and use that right back. Yeah. Not do you even get anything good for yeah. that? What'd you get? 192 feet. Did you get two 10s? I got a 10 and a 16. Oh, 16. Okay. You beat him. Yeah. Oh, he went through his gosh. 156 and goes, oh. Let's go. Oh, that's. Oh. Competition, finally. I kind of like. Jabs his elbow into the series a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of glaring at Justin's character. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, one more time, yeah? Absolutely. Well, I hate you. <laughs> 216 feet. Ooh, Ooh, he only got 180 there. <clears throat> he goes, oh. Double or nothing? I Absolutely. Alright. <laughs> I'm going to spend the fate token. No! Yeah! <laughs> luck, you can have that back. Matching 18. 216 feet. <gasps> 204. Yay! Oh my gosh. Um, and he goes, oh. I'm sending him to the Olympics. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I do spend a great, great amount of time in the forest drawing, drawing this heavy bow. That's fair. That's, that is, you, you have me there. My respect for you. Happy to have you. We it. have a winner right for the evening. Um, and about, about that time, you hear a little ding of a bell. Um, and he goes, oh, that's like area. It's time for dinner. Come. Uh, into my into my feasting hall, uh, and he leads you into the uh, dining hall of his um, rather large house, um, where you see a meager feast. Um, it, there's there's uh, not a lot of fruits and veggies on this feast, um, but there is a, is an okay amount of meat. Um, but it's it's one of those things where like you feel like you feel a little bit like he's kind of pulling out a little bit more because he has guests than he he necessarily feels safe but he wants he's like he's giving a little more because he just wants to be hospitable towards you mm. it's, it's a very good cooking his uh wife agaria and his uh granddaughter niobe are there as well um along with uh of course telephos and he says uh so this this monster that you drove off tell me about that um it it is it is a it's a beast that molds um, both molds the worst of both Drake and Lion into a singular body, a manifestation of nature nature's fury. I I hunted and fought the beast. I tracked it through the forest, even as it flew overhead, and laid scars upon its body as it laid them upon mine. Um, 
Scars that I, I drew cut deeper. Its tail flung spines to match my arrows, but mine flew more true. Um, as dust settled, my aim had taken half of its sight, and it took to the skies and fled, leaving nothing to follow. But I am more skilled a hunter than it a coward. Tracked its escape to the east, where I still follow, waiting for a moment to slay the beast that dared challenge me. And do you think it came to Thirima? I'm, uh, I'm here to the east. <laughs> well, we shall be visual. I appreciate the warning. I'm assuming you'll be tracking it further than... That's, absolutely. That's, what, that's, that's the whole reason I'm here. Ah, well, I hope you will rest well tonight and, and carry on your journey. I just wanted to give you I, a warning there was, there was a beast I in the area. I very much appreciate that. And I now remember why I've heard of you before. I heard rumors of a man who had driven off a manticore from the forest. I'm very glad you informed me I was coming this way. I shall keep out for my people. Happy to be helpful. Hopefully it does not come here. We have troubles enough. And what brings you here? Kaseya. Oh, nope. I remember you wanted to plant an orchard, yes? Yeah, I, I, the gardens aren't really growing this year, so I... Yes. Uh, I, I will speak on that in a little bit, I think. I would rather learn and hear who you all are first, but I will let you know you have my blessing. Well, you know who I am, but if we're talking about beasts, would you like to hear a tale? I would love to. Wow. I live for this. It was several years ago now, but for weeks, my orphanage uh, was beset by a shadow. It came in the darkest pits of the night when even the bravest soldier would hold more tightly to their torch. And it stole away joy from the weakest among us before the rays of dawn could even catch its deeds. And the only trace of its passing was the wails of those left behind. But I knew the shadow was greedy and it was growing fat from gorging itself on the defenseless, and I knew where its sight would turn next to a child who, at the time, was not even able to leave her bed, and she's going to, like, kind of pat um, Niobe on the shoulder, like a very sisterly, and, friendly pat. And, and uh, Dresses kind of leans over to, to Vesuvius and, like, nerds him. He's like, I love this part. <laughs> so, I set a trap. I sat beside the girl, holding her hand, feeling the fluttering of life in her wrist and waited, pretending I had fallen asleep in my vigil until, sure enough, it struck. When it thought the girl was most vulnerable and I jumped up, catching it, mid-leap over the princess's bed as it attempted to sink ivory fangs into its sweet victim and flee before the dawn. And she gives another wink at uh, Niobe and she goes, I have never seen a monster before or since with such eyes. And for a second, neither of us moved. And then Niobe woke and pleaded with me to show it mercy. And I can't refuse her anything, especially, especially not then, but she even told me to offer it the very cinnamon bun it was stealing off of her bedside. But <laughs> <laughs> and then, then that little beast walked up as if it owned the place, curled up beside her head, and I've not been able to get rid of it since. She's named it, what was it, Sticks? Yeah sticks and i still not be able to break the little monster out of stealing my cinnamon buns every single morning oh oh and i did find the herb that uh well is the reason i still with us while i was chasing that stupid cat out the window challenge it for the cinnamon buns i do every single day with discus <laughs> no actually with my broom ah <laughs> the cats are rather feisty maybe just hit it with a discus you're pretty good at that he kind of like looks at his daughter. He's like, or his his granddaughter's like, 
I can. Big <laughs> <laughs> poor Niobe's hot and like tussles her her hair. Um, and and Agaria is looks. Uh, she smiles very softly, looking at at Kaisea and and kind of mouths another thank you. Um, yeah, it's no problem. And uh, addresses goes, you know, I'm rather glad you both are talking about beasts because this gives me an excuse to talk about the. Uh, Troubles I had about a year ago. Have you? Did you guys ever hear about that? Oh did, yeah. That did you tell you about that guy? Say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I've been secluded in the forest. Please I inform me. Not ever heard. Ah, uh, no problem. Uh, so I tell you, my friends, I am glad I stayed behind while my son was off at war, becoming a hero in his own right. Uh, a year before that war ended, which hopefully he returns soon. It's been a few years, but time is what it is. Um, our beloved home here was attacked by a cyclops known as Modor. Have you heard of him? Can't say I have. Ah, well, he lives off in the Apennian woods. Uh, he stood at the entrance of our valley and demanded tribute of feud once every year. Had we given him what he had wanted, we would be just as worse off as we are now. But I couldn't let that happen. I didn't know what was going to happen to our city. So I strapped on my armor and I met him on the field of battle. And I tell you, our fight was the stuff of legend. Motor stood some 25 feet tall and I had nothing but a spear and a I, shield. And a discus. I should have thought about that, but <laughs> I didn't. Should've. I gave him what he asked for, though, I'll tell you what. I blinded his eye, reflecting the sun off my shield, and hurled my spear, and in one throw, I cleaved off his left ear, leaving the titan blinded and half-deaf. Needless to say, that coward fled, and after that, we never saw him again. Vesuvius! Yeah? Do you have any monster stories in your background? I mean... <laughs> well, Other than... The entirety of Nishval, which you well, so fortunately escaped. Oh, I not an escape. Hold Sorry. on, let me just make Sorry. this. Sorry. Sorry. No one escapes from Nishval, and if they do, that's why that's they why you're chasing me. people out of Nishval, right? I'm sorry. Why you're chasing someone, right? Because nobody escapes. Well, clearly well, someone did if he's chasing someone. Uh, just in that's, case. That, that's exactly my point. And good, good. If someone does, that's why they sent me. So, I mean, I don't know how I can get you. I think of confidentiality policies and all that. Uh, but <laughs> honestly, this is one of my first uh, first service. I mean, I, I did have that thing in that one town, but I'm sure you've all heard about it. I don't need to talk about that I, again. Nope. That is highly specific. No, just that there was that one town. There was an escaped murderer from Seoul from Nishval, and he was, you know, disguising himself as the butcher and cut chopping up people and serving I'm up people. I'm going to and... cover Niobe's ears. <laughs> And then, and then as, we're going to go into Naomi's perspective as Vesuvius like, makes very, very violent gestures and goes around and from Naomi's perspective, everyone around the table is just like, oh my god. One of my snakes just kind of slithers around my head to cover her eyes. <laughs> and then at the end, like, and so yeah, we brought it back to Nishfall and, you know, as many pieces as he, uh, as he liked to chop people up in. And it was, it was yeah. Wow. I we like having barbecues too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you that, that Tom, I don't think it's had a barbecue since after, uh, yeah, yeah. I should hope not. Well, yeah, I hope nobody in Thermo is on your bad side. Oh, should hope not. No, they're, they're, uh, we might talk, my prey is past this point. I'm just stopping for a quick spell and, uh. Oh, well, there's a really good fruit stand about halfway between here and the next town over. Make sure you stop there because it is strawberry season and there are a few left. There isn't a big harvest this year, but make sure you go. Prices any at all? See in the streets. They're very expensive right now. Okay, I'm going to have to try that. Yes, I don't know if I've had the strawberry. What? Mm, You've well, never had it. You don't have strawberries in Nishwal? 
does we don't really have gardens <laughs> <laughs> or or orchards. What do you eat? Uh, you can't tell me there's no gardens in Ammonia, the place of heroes. Uh, well, I'm sure there are actually, uh, but I don't visit there quite often. I'm kind of, I'm in a bad place. You know, uh, it's kind of where I trained and, you know. Oh, so you have like a specialty. Yes, yes, there is different specialties as uh, a knight of a knight of Nishfall, and uh, mine is to punish and to seek out. Ah. So yes, sounds like a lovely dude. Thanks, man. Well, you did mention your father was Zared, so I guess that makes some amount of sense. Oh yeah, no, Zared, he's he's great. <laughs> Can I roll insight on that? Can I join in sure, rolling insight on that? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'm good at that, and I still cannot roll. You're good at that, it's and you 10. still suck at it. Uh, 30 20. 30 20? Okay. Um, How does it feel? I mean, tell it's conflicting emotions, Justice. <laughs> Sick. Uh, Jessica? Oh. Can, <laughs> 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 Sorry, it seems. Uh, eh. Eh. Family's hard. But, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I do not. Um, yeah, so, um, thank you so much for the dinner. Uh, I, no problem. Yes. Um, it was, was it is my pleasure. I was, what? How's the food? Uh, it's all right. It, the, the, any of the vegetables and, and fruit don't quite taste the best, mm. right? They taste like they're like the worst of the crop, but they also, it looks like they might not be the best. Mm-hmm. And, and the meat is rather lean. Um, it, like looking at the, the, it doesn't look like the, the animals are well fed either. Mm. And, and, uh, King Adrestus says, uh, my friends, I have happily lived in Therma for more years than I can remember. Uh, I've seen it grow from a small town to a sprawling community you see before you. Uh, I remember when the temple of Coracles at the top of our valley here was nothing more than a small shrine and a banquet table. Crops now grow where they used to not, and our community has grown twelvefold. Fruit trees now grow everywhere, only the wild wood of Zion used to grow. But times are changing for the worse. For the second year in a row, our crops wither in our fields. Fruit falls from the trees before they ripen, black and rotten. Livestock is not healthy now, they sicken every day. A blight lies upon our lands, and I fear somehow our community has angered Ilfin, and I do not know how to appease this anger. I have tried making offerings and given her prayer, but I fear it has not worked. If you have any ideas, my dear friends, I would love to hear them. I wish I could prevent, present a better city than I currently do. Uh, and I fear I cannot repair this community if we fall apart. My people are starving and I'm afraid my adventuring days are behind me. I would send my son, but he has not yet returned and my granddaughter is too young. Do you know of anything that might help? I hate to ask of stuff as a host for you, but... Jessica, didn't you say that you worship Delphine, or is that somebody else? I am a cleric of Delphine, and I I, as, so. as the king is saying this, she looks down. It's very, very clearly ashamed of what is going on and here. This is definitely eyeing you down. Uh, I, I don't really have much more than I've already put forth. I mean, we could we could plant more orchards, but we've tried, you know, turning the fields, offering, taking, but you know, the the children are starving, and Delphine cares for her children. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why she's not answering. I Maybe not a new orchard, maybe... I've got nothing that I can... Nothing that I could share, really. Nothing that I... No, nothing clear. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. 
Uh, sorry, just to sorry to butt in. Just um, why don't you just do? Do I just request an audience? So I, I do mean, you, you don't do that on this. That's not how deities I work. I don't think that's here. quite how that works up here. Telephos takes a big jingles. Actually, <laughs> you might be able to. Oh, my good king addressed us. Uh, I think I have a solution for you. Since you told me of your plight earlier to our friends' arrivals, I have thought about this much, and I think I have a solution for you. Uh, there's an oracle of Elfin near where my homeland is. It's a journey as taking beyond the Apennian woods, across the Pelennai Mountains, and through the force of Sabarnasus. You'll find a tower with the oracle of Elfin in it. Uh, if you'll bring her an offering, could address us, then I might imagine the Lady of Crane might smile upon you then. Oh, really? <laughs> What was that? That was a s oof. It, it, what? That was a dirty look. <laughs> that that was really was. Real life Scott, a real life dirty look. I. And I'm why? Sorry. Why would that be different from the offerings to our shrines here? To even with um, an oracle, are they not good? I mean, the oracles—they're chosen as like mouthpieces of the deities. Like it's. It's it's a larger temple. It might get more attention. Ilfin might be distracted. You know how the gods are. Fickle. All right. If you say, take a bite of an apple. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I. I'm sorry. Where were you from again? Uh, I'm from uh, Megathos, which is near where the Oracle of Ilfin is, across oh. the Apennian woods, over the Apennine Mountains. On the other side of the forest of Sabarnasus. I see. And what? Why? Are you, what brings you here to Thirima? Oh, I was just paying it. Uh, I'm. I'm also a follower of Gorkles. I'm a traveling priest. I thought I would hang out with, uh, check in with the Good King Adrestus because I heard that Thirima was not doing great, and so I wanted to pop in and just say hello, see what I could do to help. Mm. Mm. You're welcome here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so much and her look so much the exact spine. opposite <laughs> too much spine in that voice so much it's going to take away your aggressive yeah I'm, I'm sorry to, to I'm not sure how things are done up here but if you need an audience with God just seek an audience I don't that's, that's not how uh, it works no they they like sending a lot more um, signs to us than they do just oh. showing up. It's not very often they show up. I heard, you know, there was this one butcher when I was a child. Um, I was, you know, I spent a lot of time in the city just looking at things. But, uh, you know, he said that he did see the gods daily. But also, I counted exactly seven jars of uh, ale outside of his house. So I don't know how accurate that was in hindsight. A televised takes another drink and goes, it's a great way to see the gods. Is it? It really is. Trust oh. me. Huh. Dr. Corkley's on I the side. He does worship the, the god of drunkenness. Uh, well, that would make sense. Around this time, Sarah, your character, completely just walking in through the, the, the manor grounds and straight into the dining hall. What, do you, what, is, what does Anthea look like? Anthea is about 5'6". She's thin, but very fit. She's out in the uh, woods by herself. Living her best life with her bow. Um, ragged and messy, but like has her stuff pretty much together. Doesn't look like it, but has her stuff together. It's just her. So how do you how do you barge in here? I was gonna say guns blazing, but I don't know got any of that. So bows blazing. Yes. No, I just all the energy in the world. I am furious 
because bitches be in my camp. <laughs> I was gonna, I was yeah. just like kicks open the door of the dining room. Just, bitches be in my camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A few days ago, this large ogre came into my camp and stealing my shit. Oh. Um, sorry, I don't think we've met. I am King of Justice. Yeah. And you are Thea. And Thea. Yeah, I it's live in the, to meet you. Live in the forest. Was it east? No. Mm-hmm. East of here. Oh, the Apennine Woods. Yes. Uh, you said an ogre? Yes, a large ogre came into my grove and has been stealing shit from me. Which shit like specifically? deer, my food. Mm. No. Mm. Okay. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any ogre in here. So He's in you- his woods. You need to fix it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. This is not the first time this has happened. Well, King, do you mind? I've dealt with a lot of angry customers before. <laughs> <laughs> Customer service at its finest, everyone. Hey, I, so I go up and I, I kind of stand in front of the door and I pull my sword out. No, no, no. I just like put it in front of me. Like, I just like put it on the ground, like holding it like two hands. I'm like, look, lady, I understand you're upset. Sometimes it's just the way things are. Who are you? Are. My name is Vesuvius. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm- King. <laughs> oh, it is about time that you fix this. I have tried to do something about this. You are the king. Okay, well, how about we make a deal? Don't give me that look. <laughs> you are rolling your eyes at the king right now. <laughs> That's generally not a wise decision. If I know anything about kings, which I don't, but I'm trying. <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> I would like to know every single one of my snakes rolls its eyes at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Snakes have the ability to roll I was just going to ask that question. It's a fantasy world. Fight me. You have a problem. I also have a problem. What if I think you might be able to help me and I can help you? A little tit for tat, if you will. I like tits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good to know. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) As you can see, the city is not doing too hot agriculturally. We need to make a journey to the Oracle of Ilfin and give an offering there to appease her, hopefully, for any mistakes that we might have made so that she might restore vitality to our lands. Uh, I will look into your issue with this ogre, you say, uh, if you will go to the Oracle of Ilfin for me. I don't want you to just look into it. It needs to be solved. I will solve it. Which direction is the oracle from here? Uh, it is to the east. Isn't her forest also to the east? Yes. yes. That's my other direction. Could it be your monster, maybe? Uh, no, my monster was a, a, a manticore, not an ogre. Oh, that's correct. Your shirt was an ogre. No. <laughs> it's ogre-like creature. I, I haven't seen it. I've just caught... All my things leaving my it camp. It might be my monster. They like got up and walked away. I can just hear them outside my my hut. So you didn't see it at so, all. So wait, hold on. You came into this place, barging down the doors, and you don't even know if there's an actual monster stealing your stuff or if they're just walk. Your Badira just running hold away. I've been in the woods. I know what creatures. What? Lo- I know a human track is different than a creature track. What? There's. Sh- so what kind of track is it? I was just about to ask tracks and what noises did you hear? I don't know what the. F- Manticore is <laughs> not humanoid footprints. Yeah, uh, they, you would know that they're they're large humanoid footprints. Okay, 
I'll make another 180. That's not my monster. Manticore's kind of like a... It's a, fa it's a fantasy beast. It's like a mix. It's like a chimera. It's like a mix between like a yeah, lion and a Manticore is the, the, the a... face of a human with sharp teeth, body of a lion, wings of a, a dragon, and then a spiny tail that launches spikes. Scorpion tail. Holy crap. And yeah, the attitude of a high school And boy. I fought it alone. <laughs> the no, she's got that attitude. Oh, if she's in the Opinion Woods, would I have ever caught a glimpse of you if you're a hermit in the woods? My orphanage is quite literally on the border of the Opinion Woods at the very oh, edge of the city. Probably Prob not. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure how much for her, her She's deep in so like the northeast deep and your orphanage it. is oh, okay. on like the edge of the southeast. Yeah, the Astro Meadows. Get out of my area. Did I just tell you where I lived? Stay away. <laughs> This seems oddly aggressive. That's okay. She is oddly aggressive. We're like trying to help I'm her right now. I'm just gonna offer her a roll, like a dinner roll. I'm gonna look at her, look at all her snakes staring at me. Snatch it quickly. Works every time. Uh, address this kind of size and he goes, my friends, Eremnos, Vesuvius, Cassia, and Anthea. Though it pains me to ask, I am an old man. And I have responsibilities to my people and my community. Responsibilities that Coracles demands I do, and I cannot do all of them. I cannot both take care and provide for my people from my stores, and I cannot go on this quest to appease Ilfine at the same time. Therefore, I ask that you go in my stead to this Oracle of Ilfine formally. Please, I wish I need not ask this of you, but there are none amongst my peers who I trust, nor whom fate seems to have placed before me. Would you go and treat Ilfine as an offering in my name? I can extend my my reach to take care of responsibilities you might have i can uh gary i know is willing to look over for the orphanage while you're oh, thank you away and i hope it would not defer too long from your your current mission yeah sure i mean it's on the way you, I, you have you have like two ways you could get to where you're going you could go like north and then east or you could go east and then yeah. north right of course do you, we'll, you have we'll anybody help. capable of tracking and killing the manticore uh he's i i have Friends in the opinion woods who I can I can ask to keep an eye out. Rangers of Zion. I would be amiss to not kill it myself, but if it's orders from on high, I, that's, how I, that's how this works, right? I mean, kind of. You, I don't really you, know. You do not have to, but I I would ask. Please, we have a lot of people here, and if you can lift help lift this curse, it would do wonders for the surrounding woods on both sides of our of forest. I can't say no in good conscience, so. Yeah, of course we're going to help. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you need anything, but equipment-wise, or... Like to prepare for your journey, it, it will be on my dime. Not if hell comes prepared. If I could get a, uh, like a, uh, how do people transmit messages long range here? Usually, <laughs> usually human messenger. Right. If, if, if I could be informed when that manacore is found. Of course. If I can be, be still of mind, will, that would be great. Send, I, I will send a, a, my swiftest rider on the road after you. Thank you. I'm going to reward you guys all with a point of piety <laughs> for that. Um, for a, for offer, uh, accepting to aid king adrestus um piety uh for you audience is a system that we are using to represent how much favor you have with your specific deity that you worship so justice and sarah's characters aramnos and anthea worship ziana vesuvius nick's character is a, is a follower of zerate who's his dad um ziana is uh, anthea's mom so they naturally fall into worshiping there and then uh Kaisea, our cleric worships ilfine uh who's Oracle, you guys are about to head to. Are we related? I I just worship Ziana. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Say, I didn't. Yeah, I missed a part. I was yeah. gonna say I don't know this man. You would know that because you spent a little bit of time with your dad. Yes. But you have not met Ziana. He is not a child of Ziana. He's just a follower. He's just a follower. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's what I missed. Very very lucky follower. 
Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I think the 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 he offers you food. I don't know if you were going to stay with King Adrestus. He offers you shelter uh, for for the night and food. Um, so you guys will leave in the morning. Well, I'm I, okay. I go back. I wasn't prepared for any of this. I'm I'm sorry. I do need to set things straight before I go. I totally I, understand. If Ema's too old to be left alone for too long, I think. I, she can't see too well anymore. Uh, I, I Gary, so just like I'll meet you in the morning, and when, when you come this way, and I, I will. Thank you. Yeah, so I think you guys, you guys finish up the feast, uh, and then uh, he has rooms for uh, Aramnos and Vesuvius. Yes, I do want to practice discus throwing. <laughs> <laughs> we practice a little bit of discus. Uh-huh. Uh, just as it comes out, and he gives you some pointers on it. Yes, thank uh, you. He's like, all right. So on your spin, you want to hold the discus like this. And release about here. This is about the angle you want. This angle and release. Um, All right. And then we'll 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 jump forward a little bit to use you head back into your room. Um, there's a little tiny uh fireplace uh in your room that's that's been heating it. Uh, and and all of a sudden, I'm just you roll over and you look into the flames. And you see this figure of a tall, gaunt man suddenly form in the uh, fire. His frame is wiry, but still strong. He has a thin goatee and close-cropped hair. That accent has a very sharp face. Uh, And he looks at you uh, out of the fire at you, Vesuvius. He's formed out of the flames. And he says, I assume you understand what you must do here. No. Uh, And you recognize the form of your father, Zerit. Yes, Dad, I got it. Yes, Father. There have been people arriving in Nishval from here far too quickly. You're in the area. Mm-hmm. You will solve this problem before you find your escapee. Yes, sir. And he just kind of starts, turns around, and you, you've seen him use this like system of communication before. Mm-hmm. Before he, he fully walks out of like the area, the circle that allows him to, to uh, talk to you through mm-hmm. the fires like this. He turns back and looks at you, and he says, Remember, boy, the manifestation of truth has yet to exalt their second mortal to godhood. Do not disappoint me. And then he steps out and his form leaves the fire. Are you trying to become a god? <clears throat> uh, no. We don't I'm, share a room, do we? I know. <laughs> he was <laughs> awake the whole time. Crazy. No, you, you guys have your own rooms. I thought, I thought so, but also thought I'd check. Well, I mean, to answer your question fully justice, that's going to be for the rest of the story to find out. <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> I mean... Do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to keep that one secret? Uh, yeah, I can. We can. We can talk about that. Go the for it. Uh, this this world, there are uh, there's a number of deities. The the there are, the, there are a couple of categories of deities. There's a group called the Manifestations, which would be death, dream, fate, virtue, life, luck, and truth. And then there's a group called the Exalted. Um, the Exalted are the gods who have dominion, like Zerate and Ziana, and uh. Uh, Ilfine and Coracles. Um, these are the ones who are commonly worshipped. And then the manifestations are these kind of more esoteric things. The manifestations are known to have appointed the like actual mortals to be gods, which is why they're called the exalted. They've been taken from a position of mortality and, and exalted to be these divine beings, which then have the ability to grant power. Um, it is is well known, um, especially amongst the deities, um, but also kind of generally amongst the public, that in Asteria, uh, the the heaven area, the the court of the gods in Asteria, there are uh, fourteen seats, but there are only thirteen exalted. Mm. 
So, which means one of the manifestations, according to the old laws, has not finished, has a second mortal who they are allowed to exalt. Mm. Um, <laughs> as Zeri just said, this is the manifestation of truth has not picked their second deity mm. to exalt. So, there is it is not uncommon for heroes uh, to try and achieve exaltation to that last 14th seat. Mm. To respond to that, Vesuvius... I just rolled back over in bed. Says, "Well, thanks, Dad. Good night. Goes to sleep." It is morning. Then I think we can jump ahead here. Uh, and you are gathering. Uh, I think you guys gather at the edge of the city. Yes. Fine by me. Mm-hmm. Telephos will be able to tell you you need to take the road south to Lapernicus, and then about a few ways, uh, or like a few miles down the road, you will cut to the east and that that road shall take you through the forest of a uh or through the opinion woods and there's a mountain pass you can cross and that there's there's a road on the other side that will go straight to the oracle he says like he he's like i passed this oracle on the way here uh and address this uh before you leave he says my good friends i thank you very much for your kindness i must warn you first before you begin your journey the opinion woods are not safe uh, stay on the paths, for there are stories of those who have left the path and become lost, never to be found. Uh, Ziana owns those woods and has gifted it to her druids and rangers to keep sacred. I, with one of you, and you've lived there long enough, I'm sure you guys will be fine. I have full, but I just, I cannot let you guys go without giving you that warning a good conscience. He, he holds forth a, uh, the offering he is giving to the Oracle of Ilfine, which is a carefully crafted silver urn depicting the founding of Thirma, uh, etched in on the sides of it. It looks like it is probably crafted by the blessed, well, the blessed, the best silversmith uh, in Thirma. How um, durable in, does that look? It looks really durable. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh it's probably about a foot tall, um, and about. Eight inches in uh, diameter at its widest. Okay, much more transportable than I originally imagined. <laughs> yeah, uh, and in, and it's not super heavy because inside uh, you earn. Uh, King just says like, "In here's the last of my personal seeds." Can I say you know, uh, Adressus owns a couple fields um, mm-hmm. on the edge. Uh, he owns a lot of the fields on the edges of Therima, even though his manor is very central mm-hmm. to uh, Therima. Yeah, a lot of my kids end up working mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, he's he's very kind and and very accepting of orphans, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense as a, as a follower of the god of community. Mm-hmm. So with that, you set off on your journey, initially following this road south towards Laparnica. Uh, the road winds through the Apennian woods on a generally southeast track. Uh, is just wide enough for carts to pass each other. Though most travelers appear to be headed towards Laparnica with you. The woods here grow close to the normally heavy trafficked road, and the trees are tall, old maples and oaks. The undergrowth is busy and covers most of the forest floor between the trunks. A few miles south of Thirma, you cut east along a much less well-traveled road. Uh, this world is older and has started to grow across the path at several places, but as the road travels deeper into the Apennian woods, uh, the dense undergrowth suddenly gives way to a clear floor with patches of nourishing undergrowth scattered about, as if you passed a barrier the woods suddenly appear cleared and well taken care of. Um, I'll carry the urn, by the way. I'll, okay. I'll put it in my backpack, so yeah. I'll have that, make sure it's covered so the seed can't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, so, has your guy been completely silent? No, she uh, she she talks, she speaks, but 
every time I try and mention anything relating to whatever's going on, the garden's dying, the famine's nothing. It's like, I can't feel anything, but she'll, you know, she's kept the children from starving, but not much beyond that. They're all skin and bones right now. So you can hear her, but she just completely ignores you when you ask about this particular issue. Yeah, she refuses to answer. If anything, that's more suspicious, in my opinion. Uh, okay, I look, I, not, to, not to be that guy, but I have experience dealing with gods. Look, Ilfine, what is she like? I mean, she takes care of us. I mean, she's provided for all of the children. The, uh, no, I mean, no, no, she no, makes no, 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 not what she does. What is she like? Like, what does she enjoy? What does she she enjoy? She's very kind. She enjoys, you know, small offerings that you can make with your hands that, like, she likes you giving the gifts that she's given you back to her. So if she gives us, like, seeds, then we give her apples, you know? And, um, you know, if she likes seeing children taken care of, that's what I do, what we do. You know, I I grew up there, and now I take care of them. All right, that's so that's she, that's great and all, but here's here's the thing. Here's the here's here's the CV on how to deal with gods. All right, here's here's Vesuvius's little little spiel for you. Okay. You want to make peace with gods? There's the three P's. Of course I do. Penance, okay. punishment, uh-huh. peace offerings. It sounds like this only uh. works with your god. <laughs> yeah. You realize the other gods work differently. Um. Yes. Okay, so. Huh? I've already. Other I've gods said... work differently than yours. Like like, Zayana is a god of the hunt. You don't go you about don't, punishment. No. You, clean, you, you kill quickly and cleanly and painlessly. I mean, I make sure it, they don't steal. They're very different. Look, look, but hey, man, look, look, dude. I know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you a son of Zerate? Zayana. Uh, yeah. So. And no, I'm not. I'm a, God. I'm a son of Zerate. Fantastic. You don't know shit when it comes to outside of Nishval. Look, man. Got it. I mean, I'm. I'm willing to try anything at this point. So, I mean, I've, I've said sorry as many times as I can think of. I mean, we've brought apples. We've said, if there's anything I've done, like, tell me. But she won't tell me what I've done. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not me personally. But, like, you know, I, you know, I, I put the kids in time out when they, you know, when they steal stuff. And I try, try to teach them not to steal. So does, does that count as punishment? Uh, no. No, it's like, you, what, are you, what are you doing? That's like, you can't, you can't control whatever the people do. You gotta control what you do. Like, are you? I... Are you going and you prostrating yourself? Are you, are you going off your piece of? what myself? Prostrating yourself. I mean, I, I grew up in a safe place. I never. What? No, not prostitution. <laughs> that is not what I said. If I what myself? Never mind. Oh my gosh, y'all. Okay. You know what? Let me do the talking when we get to the... the Absolutely hour. not. Yeah, no, you don't get to do the talking. No! This is my look, god, uh, look, I do the talking. Yeah. Look, I hate talking to people, and there's no way I'm in hell. I'm letting you talk to <laughs> well, an that's oracle. That's a funny phrase you just said right there. <laughs> because if you were in hell, you would want me to do the talking. We yeah, hell, but we're not! Do all the talking, but so we're there, not. Was a, there is a way, especially in hell, that you would. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> All of my snakes are just slowly curling up on themselves. They don't like conflict. <laughs> snakes don't like uh, This is going to be this, rough for this, them This then. world's very different than your own. I'm, you're, you know a lot. You know what you're talking about, but like things are a little different up here. Are the woods okay well, right now? Can I can I look at the woods to yeah, make sure um, that... I'm going to walk ahead very quickly like a speed walk mom. <laughs> um, Literally running away from conflict. I'm yeah. going to walk with dignity quickly away from conflict. The, the forest <laughs> sounds alive. Uh, it's a very pleasant bird song that swirls around you. After about an hour or two of travel, you notice uh, tracks on the ground uh, off in the shadows of what look like 
bears standing on their hind legs. As you notice this and the strange thought crosses your mind, the sound of birdsong is interrupted by the jarring, high-pitched growls and roars that come from above you. And looking up into the sky, you see descending upon you a cluster of strange creatures. They have the large bodies of forest eagles and the heads of grizzly bears, and their jaws are open, bearing large teeth and spittle sprays out as they scream and attack. We're going to roll for initiative next week. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Thank you for listening. Our cast this season consists of Scott Graves as our Game Master, Sarah Heaton as the Sorcerer and Thea, Nick Meyer as the Ilberger Vesuvius, Justice Milhan as the Ranger Aramnos, and Jessica Simons as the Cleric Hysaia. The Epicast is produced and edited by Scott and Nick, and our intro outer music is recorded and produced by the wonderful Wilson Moyer. You can find the amazing background audio used during the game at tabletopaudio.com. If you like the show and want to support us, spread the word to your friends and on social media at Gravestone Crew on Twitter and Instagram. If you really like what you hear and want to support the show, you can support us with drinks at buymeacoffee.com slash gravestonecrew. We got a donation button over there, as well as memberships, which will grant you special end-of-season bonuses, like stickers and GM notes. Once again, thank you for listening, and be sure to check out our other shows, The Kestrel Files and The Shadows Over California. You can find more about those on our website, gravestoneproductions.com. Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Epicast. I just want to say that this show has joined the amazing Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support a bunch of shows like Mars Fall, Wireland Ranch, Someone Dies in This Elevator, and this one. You can listen to shows ad-free and get tons of premium bonus content on over 40 shows. For us sci-fi people, I recently listened to Mars Fall, and they have a whole miniseries, interviews, and albums of the show's unique score on there. All of it for $10 a month. That's like having a Patreon account to 40 podcasts for the price of one. On top of that, 70% of your subscription goes directly to creators. This support helps us with getting these shows produced. I know every penny that I earn through this program goes straight into the next season's budget. And let me tell you, as an indie podcaster, every cent helps us keep doing what we love and helps keep the content flowing on a faster timeline. You can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS or by going to apollopods.com. Again, that's apollopods.com, or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support.